0: What's up warriors and welcome to another episode of the mental health movement podcast voice for the voiceless. I am your host Chris. I know it's been a little bit and I just decided to take a little break, practice a little self care, you know, practice what I preach, uh, if you will, Um, in the words of Steven Tyler, I'm back in the saddle again. So I miss you guys. Um, We're safe, at least uh, I'm safe. uh, Where I'm from in Pasco County from the hurricane, uh, you know, unfortunately some of our uh, Floridians weren't so fortunate in Southern, um, Florida. And, you know, I just want to give a shout out to all those people affected, um, from the hurricane. Cause, you know, obviously don't wish ill on anybody, especially, um, when it comes to natural disasters, because it's something, uh, something not to play around with, you know, and uh, unfortunately, it's one of those things that you have to live with when you are in um, Florida that, you know, we have hurricanes, you know, we have weather that's unpredictable. You know, it could be 95 degrees one day and then it could be storming in 75 or the next day. You know, it's uh, again, like I said, my condolences to the loss that everybody has suffered in Southern Florida. Um, before we get this uh, podcast rolling, uh, I just want to acknowledge um, some of the things going on this month for the mental health community. Um, it is ADHD awareness month. Uh, you know, of course the attention deficit disorder, um, you know, it's also national depression and mental health screening month for all of you who aren't aware. Um, I think that's incredible that we have those resources available to us and highly recommend that you all, uh, look into those resources if you need it. Um, it's also bullying prevention Month. Um, Bullying has been something that has been part of my life, my, you know, part of my life uh, for as long as I can remember, you know, being a bigger guy. I've been bullied by my parents. I've been bullied by family. You know, it doesn't matter. I, I've been bullied, you know, it's made me who I am today. It makes me aware of how I want to treat people. um, And it makes me self-aware of how I say things to people. Uh, You know, like I've said in many other podcasts. Language matters, people. You know, I, I'm not telling you to walk around eggshells around everybody, but there's no reason to be a dick, if you will. <laughs> it's part of my language, but it's it's true. Um, it's also Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Um, it's a, another very serious subject. I know a lot of people that go through this. Uh, my parents uh, divorced when I was very young, so I... Witnessed a lot of domestic uh issues in my family growing up. And it's just been something uh that has progressed uh as I've gotten older with the world around me. So, you know, if you see somebody acting off in their in a relationship around you, you know, try talking to them, reach out, you know, because you never know what somebody's going through. I I've hid my struggles behind a smile for as long as I can remember, you know, and this goes for Uh, depression this goes for domestic violence abuse whatever it is you never know what anybody is going through so make somebody's day you know make sure that they're um you know that you're there for them or that they don't have to go through this stuff alone um of course last month was suicide prevention month it was a very successful month for the podcast um i see the 988 number uh daily um Marketed across social media and on TV, it's great to see that resources are being sh- Ow, Sorry, I bit my tongue. <laughs> being shouted out um, daily, you know. Of course, we're going in the right direction. We still got a long way to go, but this is a great step. It's a great um, beginning um, for this month, um, October second to the eighth. Which today is the eighth that I'm recording this podcast. Comes out on the eleventh, but it is mental health or Mental Illness Awareness Week, basically, you know, just uh, putting mental illnesses in the spotlight such as, you know, bipolar, schizophrenia, you know, things of that nature. Mental illness isn't just anxiety. It's not just depression. It's so many other things. So, you know, again, you see somebody struggling, reach out to them and make sure that they know that you're there for them. And they don't have to go through this alone. Um, on October 10th, it is world mental health day. So practice some self-care, you know, um, journal what's going on in your life, you know, talk to the people that you haven't reached out to in a while, check on your strong friends. You know, it's not always, it's not always the people who, you know, are struggling. It's some of the people that seem to be doing great and might not be doing so great. So October 10th, 2022 guys, um, you know, of course this podcast can be out on the 11th, but still, um, so today's podcast, we're going to be talking about triggers. Now, when you immediately hear the word triggers, so many people have this misconception that triggers are just like, oh, well, I don't agree with something that you're saying. So it triggers me and people make a joke out of the word triggers. Quick little story. Um, my friend Santiago, of course, before he passed away, calls me one day and he asked me, he's like, you know. I always used to joke around and use the word, uh, you know, trigger like, oh, you're triggered because of this or my views and you're triggered because of that. And he asked me, he's like, you know, what is, what is a trigger? You know, what does that mean? And, you know, I have told a little bit of this story um, before, but me and Santi bounced off of each other so much in terms of teaching each other stuff. And while his knowledge was, you know, outstanding, you know, it was, it had no balance. There was stuff that he wasn't aware of, you know, the, the mental health, uh, community as a whole, he just wasn't in tune to. And, you know, of course, growing up, um, as a man, we're all told that we're not supposed to be depressed. We're not supposed to share our feelings. And some people are just completely like, I don't want to say protected, but like shielded away from what's actually going on in their head and what's actually going on in their life. And I explained to him, I said, you know, trigger is basically something that, uh, you know, it's, it could be a stressor or it could be a situation that leads to a, an, uh, adverse emotional reaction, uh, for context of mental illness for my listeners, a trigger usually means something that, that has brought on or worsened symptoms. Now in this podcast, we're going to be talking a little bit, about the examples of triggers or the different types of triggers. And of course, coping with triggers because there are so many people who know the word trigger and know anxiety and know all that stuff, but you don't know how to get through it. And yes, triggers are very, very easy. I don't want to say easy. They are um, what's the word. It's possible to get past a trigger. Triggers don't always have to hurt you. And that's what a big misconception Uh, for a lot of people have with triggers is, yeah, triggers can hurt. Uh, You can be stuck in your head for days, weeks, months um, because something happened and it set you off and you don't know how to get rid of it. But triggers don't have to define you. Just like you know, the old saying goes, your past doesn't have to define you. Your triggers don't have to define who you are either. Yeah, you might not be able to have certain conversations or you have to ask somebody to reword it, but you can get past triggers if you work towards getting past that trigger. So let's talk about the different examples of triggers. There can be uh, some things like graphic images of violence. Uh, That is a really big trigger. So for me, I know for a long time, I couldn't see suicide on TV. And yes, suicide is, is very much blown up on TV in intense movies. There was a movie called... Uh, the invisible basically this kid is beaten half to death and they all think he's dead comes back as a ghost to try and uh you know help his friends find his body because he's still alive now there's a scene in that movie and again um as as my a warning in the beginning of my podcast i have a trigger warning for all my episodes because you know we can go off the walls with subjects and this is definitely one of them um there's a scene in that movie where his best friend who got him uh jumped tries to commit suicide and overdose um for a really long time i couldn't watch that movie again because i got emotional over it and you know i've attempted at my life twice and you know it's not something i'm proud of but it's something that i've worked my whole life to move forward with accept that my past is my past and try to become a better person um but that is the biggest example of graphic images. You know, there could be domestic violence. There could be, uh, you know, uh, sexual violence, you know, whatever it is. Graphic violence is probably the biggest uh, trigger for a lot of people because a lot of people go through abuse of every kind. And, excuse me, and um, it's, it's something that a lot of people aren't aware of when they watch movies because either they're desensitized to it or they're just not aware of hey that reminds me of when I went through this as a kid and you don't really start processing it until that emotional intelligence starts kicking in and it's just like well shit now I feel like this um so there are some less obvious things and um again I feel a lot of these um less obvious things come as songs there are certain songs that can remind you of an ex it could certain songs that was playing, um before you got into an accident. You know, there is a song by uh I think it's REM called uh End of the World. Um and I got into a car accident. It wasn't anything serious, but I couldn't listen to that song for a couple months because every time I heard it, I felt like it was a uh, you know bad luck. I, I always thought, oh man, I'm gonna get into another car accident and listen to the song. And it I worked through it. You know, of course you gotta work through your triggers and everything else, but that was something very serious. Odors, um, I think that's one that a lot of people underestimate. You smell a certain cologne or a perfume that somebody's wearing could remind you of a, a relative that you uh, lost or something very close to you that you just broke up with or something and you smell that. Um, I can talk about this now because I'm not ashamed of it now. But when I was, my last relationship, I was like, uh, I was very young, like early 20s. And basically, uh, the girl that broke up with me, uh, you know, she left some of her stuff here before she was getting deployed. Um, and she left a shampoo in my shower and I never got rid of it for a long time because it hurt a lot. And I didn't know how to cope with a breakup because it was my one and only breakup as, as an adult, you know, and, uh, something that you underestimate are your triggers. And I've done that plenty of times where it hits you like a brick, like you don't expect it to hurt, but it hurts in ways you possibly couldn't imagine. Um, and then colors. So the the only way that I can think that colors could set somebody off is, you know, maybe see, I, I don't know how, a, how a color would trigger somebody um, unless it was like somebody's favorite color or something is maybe, how I can make sense out of that. But uh, a color is a trigger for people, you know, uh, maybe it was their ex's favorite color, or maybe it was uh, the last color dress that their grandmother was wearing before they passed away or something along those lines. Um, like I said, a lot of these are very, you know, less obvious, you know, I, I, something I didn't r- write down, but I feel like needed to be there was if you hear a certain sound, um, you know, it could be uh, For me, I can use this as an example, and I know this may sound a little silly, but to me, it it was something that, uh, you know, I kind of joked around with uh, like a PTSD kind of thing. But uh, at work, we have this app called Microsoft Teams. Um, In the Messenger app, um, it's like a really loud doorbell sound every time somebody messages you. Um, I was going through a really hard time with work. You know, I was working uh, more than I should. I was working long hours every single day without going on break and stuff, uh, things of that nature. And I couldn't sleep for weeks because I kept hearing that sound in my sleep. I was seeing Microsoft Excel uh, in my sleep and that damn noise from Teams and Skype. Um, Triggers are something, man, that I wanted to really touch on because there is something about um, your... I guess where your mental well-being is at that can be felt at different levels when you hit different triggers. Um, And like, like I said earlier, your triggers don't always have to hurt you. It could be like, wow, that reminds me of the last song I heard when I was in the car with such and such. And it's a great memory because that was the last time you saw them. Or, you know, the last song that you saw in a, or heard in a store um, that you were with that person, you know, for me, one of the last times that I saw Santi, he came over my house and he was wearing the highlighter jacket and everything. And, you know, it's, it's a great memory to me. Um, so I guess, yeah, there, there's your color trigger. Um, that doesn't have to be, doesn't have to hurt, you know? Yeah. I'm devastated still to this day that he's gone, but it's happy memories with him. No matter what, I have no bad memories with him, obviously, besides his passing. Um, and it's it's just something that a lot of people either choose to try and ignore until it gets bad enough to where you don't know how to control it. um i've I've prided myself in trying to attack my uh, my triggers head on. And we'll talk about that a little uh, later on in this podcast. But the best way to work through struggles, the best way to work through anything you're going through, is attacking a hit on. It might not work for everybody. You know, you could always, always do it behind the scenes. It doesn't have to be direct. You know, however you attack your stressors, your triggers, your struggles, whatever works best for you. Um, For me, talking things directly to people, um, playing songs that I never thought I wanted to listen to ever again because of that person or whatever. Um, If you can do that, you're already on your, your way to healing yourself. Um, so let's talk about the different types of triggers. Now I know we talked about examples, but there are also different types of triggers. So there are external and internal triggers. Now the external triggers kind of was something that I had to think about for a little bit when I was uh, researching this a little bit, because I I was thinking, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what a external trigger could be. You know, it doesn't really make much sense to me. Um, for a trigger. But then I started thinking about it and, you know, world events can be something that set people off. Like I know people that watch the news and, you know, just like obsessively watch the news. And I know that's something I can't do because the news is almost always depressing. You know, what, what sounds better for a headline, uh, such a a certain school had experienced this or, uh, somebody saved a dog from getting hit by a car in reality. Yeah. Uh, morals say the dog sounds like a great headline but the media does a great job at just trying to get people to click a headline and mess with people's minds like oh my god this happened i can't believe what's going on right now and that can be an external trigger you know for me an external trigger is seeing suicide rates climb and it you ever feel like you're kind of like fighting a battle by yourself and you know there's people around you helping you and trying to be there with you but do you ever feel like you're just attacking uh, a struggle uh, not a struggle um a subject by yourself you know the suicide rates I always try to stress that in the group like listen like this sucks to see and it needs to be on media outlets you know everybody needs to be aware of what's going on around them I don't fear watch the news And that's something I've told my parents. That's something I tell uh, family. I don't watch the news at all, you know, because that's something that they capitalizes people's fear. You know, whether it's hurricanes, whether it's, it was the pandemic, you know, whatever it was, the media capitalizes on fear, whether they want to openly admit it or not, it's the truth. And the suicide rates is something that it's talked about. You know, I'm not going to say that nobody talks about it, but it's not talked about nearly enough uh, like it should be. You know, the suicide rate with kids is alarmingly high. It should be zero. You know, um, there's something that I wanted to bring up uh, from my last therapy session that I never knew I needed to hear. Um, We were, me and uh, Jessica were talking about, you know, um, people don't realize how much I put into my podcast or the mental health stuff that I do with the group. And, you know, and I told her sometimes it hurts because you feel like nobody's supporting you. And then she's like, you're, you're basically saving that 14-year-old boy um, by everything that you do. Every podcast I record, every mental health post that I put out, you're saving that little kid and you're protecting him from the evil that he saw at such a young age. And all the things I had to experience as a kid and now everything that I'm doing now is for him something I never in a million years thought I needed to hear because this is why I do this podcast. You know, I want to reach any any demographic of age that I can reach, you know, whether it's 11, whether it's 64, it doesn't matter what age group I'm reaching as long as I'm reaching somebody. And if I can reach that 14 year old boy or 14 year old girl who's struggling with You know, suicidal thoughts or mental health, and they hear this podcast by some chance and hear me say that you don't have to go through this alone, then that's why I'm doing this, you know, protecting my inner child and, you know, lifting that inner child up and showing them that they don't have to live in that darkness for forever. And I got emotional because it's something I didn't know I needed to hear. So going back to the suicide rates, if there is by some chance, that I have an impact on those, those rates going down. I, my whole, my whole life, my whole MO of doing this mental health stuff is is complete because the impact that I make with this podcast or the impact I make with the mental health group um, means everything to me. I've reached 1500 people. Um, and it's been international with this podcast. So it's going places, but, External triggers are very real and something that a lot more people I wish would invest their energy into instead of, you know, just liking it and moving on. Because while social media is great, social media can also be a let's just scroll and like and see what people are posting. That's it. So then we go to internal triggers, which is very common. Um, Feelings of abandonment or uh, something that comes to mind because it's something that you try so hard to latch onto people when you're when you've been alone your whole life and then when that person leaves it's like well this reminds me of when my parents left me when I was such and such age and you fast forward to to being an adult or whatever age you are now and you feel those feelings all over again the feelings of no self-worth or being alone um something I experience every single day is that self-worth and abandonment and everything else. Cause if I have a friend walk out on me, yeah, it sucks that they did it. And maybe the universe has a plan for me to, you know, replace it with a better person. But that feeling of abandonment is a very, very, very real and heavy trigger for me. Um, again, those triggers don't have to stab you in the heart every time it happens. It's something that you need to accept. Some people walk away. You're, you're, you know, you're not always going to be what people want you to be. Um, but it's something that you uh, eventually have to come to terms with. That some people may walk away. Some people will come in your life and go in your life and have a purpose. You just don't know what that purpose is now. Um, then we have trauma triggers, um, loss, grief, abuse, bullying. You know, we, we talked about uh, some of that as well, and those are very real, uh, everlasting triggers that could last a lifetime for some people. You know, of course there are ways to get help for yourself that might help you, but trauma triggers, I feel like are really hard to, um, to get rid of because trauma is something that could last a lifetime. Like PTSD is something that a lot of our veterans have to deal with, you know, a shout out to project Valhalla for, um, you know making it aware that 22 veterans you know take their life every single day and you know PTSD is something that is very real and again very everlasting I have a really good friend who I've known for 10 plus years maybe like two years three years younger than I am and was in the military and is starting to suffer from PTSD episodes and it's heartbreaking because the kid's not even 30 yet, you know, and I wish society was a little more self-aware of these things going on because there are so many people fighting battles that everybody's focused on what somebody tweets or, you know, what, what's, what new cars coming out next month or, or something ridiculous. And it's just something that uh, it's a subject that I'm very passionate about that a lot more people I wish would be the same. Trauma is something that it can last a long time. It is is possible to heal from that trauma, but you have to do it in a healthy way. And I know a lot of people um, sabotage themselves over that trauma. I'm like, you know, I was abused and I deserve this. Or, you know, that person walked out of my life because I'm not good enough. Or I lost this person because the universe hates me. And all of that could be anything but the truth. You know, you may feel all of those things, but they are not true. It is your mind reacting to trauma. It is a trigger that is a domino effect. It sets off your anxiety, sets off your depression, sets off any feeling that you have in your brain that was already there, but now it's turned up a bit because you went through a traumatic event. Um, You know, like, like I said, car accidents are something that a lot of people don't want to get behind a wheel ever again because of it, or Uh, You know, you lost a loved one that, uh, you know, you were with for 10 plus years or even a year. It doesn't matter. I'm not, the relationship thing is irrelevant, but losing somebody regardless of who they are to you um, is awful and really hard to deal with. Grief, I feel like is is also a domino effect of that trauma. So, you know, trauma triggers or something that should be treated right away, you shouldn't let it just sit there because if you allow yourself to self-destruct and allow yourself to can be consumed by addiction. And I know that's something a lot of people fall into is addiction because of that trauma that they went through. Then you have symptom triggers, um, something that not a lot of people talk about. Uh, you know, if you, uh, if you don't sleep a lot, you're not eating, it could set off a, a disorder that you may have that you didn't know you had you know, the bi- bipolar disorder, uh, borderline personality disorder, uh, you know, depression, you know, obviously depression isn't something you just catch from somebody. It's something that's either already there in your mind. It doesn't go away or it's something that you live with every day and you're aware that you live with it. So symptom triggers can be triggered by neglection. You know, if you start neglecting yourself, your health, uh, not eating right or just not sleeping right and you eventually start feeling mentally drained and always exhausted. And, you know, it's just something that a lot of people underestimate uh, what they can do to their bodies before you, your mind starts giving out. You know, I think the longest I've went without sleeping was like 48 hours and I was a mess. I was hallucinating and hearing things and it's scary, you know, try to try your hardest not to get to that point guys. Cause I, I definitely don't want to see somebody self-destruct or anything of of the kind because you know they're going through a hard time. Um so let's talk about coping with triggers. Um you know I mentioned earlier that it is possible to heal from those triggers to avoid um not really avoid but approach those triggers and not be set off by them. Um when you can learn to identify what your triggers are, you know for a long time I couldn't talk about suicide, you know uh I couldn't talk about celebrities taking their life or uh, me attempting to take my life or anything that matter, because it was something that I got angry about at myself because I didn't know where to direct those emotions. Like, yeah, suicide is something that is around us every single day and it's something that needs to be addressed, but I couldn't talk about it forever. When you learn to identify what those triggers are for yourself um, you can try and problem-focused coping is something that you can start off with, and that's taking head-on. Like uh, you have to listen, you can't hear a song because it reminds you of something, or you can't be around a certain person because it reminds you of a fallen friend, brother, uh, you know, loved one, whatever it was. Um, for me, problem-facing, problem, problem uh, facing, problem-focused coping excuse me, um, is something that helps me a lot. Uh, I can't just sit there and keep it internal and try to deal with it behind the scenes because that's just not who I am anymore. I used to be um, the emotion-focused coper, you know, where you journaling, try meditation, you know, try to fall into something that leaves you lost and now uh now i'm older and have a little bit more emotional intelligence i can face my triggers head-on and not be triggered by it anymore Uh, there are very little things that i feel triggers on um i know what those triggers are and i don't avoid them but i kind of wait for them to slowly creep closer to me and then i attack them head-on and the most notable trigger I have right now is probably my mom and you know, it's, it is what it is. You know, I know what kind of person she is. I know how to deal with her. So that is a trigger. I know for a fact um, will never go away because she is who she is. She's never going to change who she is and being able to identify and accept. And again, identify and accept is very important keywords there. Um, what those triggers are. Because if you can accept that trigger and you can confront that trigger, that trigger will stop becoming a trigger. It's just something that you know you can handle and you know you can deal with. Um, Communicate if somebody is triggering you, which, you know, I highlighted the word boundaries because I've talked about this many times. If you have a conversation with somebody and you know they like to bring up a certain something that you don't agree with or you just don't want to talk about you need to communicate that trigger. And when I say communicate, I'm not telling you to have people walk on eggshells around you. I'm telling you that we should, as, as human beings be able to communicate with somebody like, Hey, I don't feel comfortable talking about this with you. Can we please talk about something else? Language matters, language matters and boundaries are two very important keywords here as well. um, Because, Boundaries will 120% make you a better person. It'll it'll help you deal with certain like difficult people. Um, it will help you as a as an adult. It will help you grow and it'll help you heal. So this one I've talked about many times and I will preach it until I'm blue in the face. Find the right kind of therapy. If you're comfortable with therapy, this isn't something I'm forcing on anybody. This isn't something I'm telling everybody needs to go to. But there are uh, therapy, uh, there are therapists that help people deal with trauma, that help people with triggers, you know, there is exposure therapy, which is basically throwing you in the fire, like, listen, like, we're going to relive this moment. And you're going to tell me how you feel. And we're going to try and work through whatever trigger you're going through. And eventually that trigger will go away. You know, it won't be something, excuse me, it won't be something that you have to go through anymore in your head because i know we are our worst enemy we are our own worst enemy you know uh i'm constantly in my head about things and i know i'm my own worst enemy but therapy can be that that beacon of light for you to to get rid of whatever darkness you're feeling again not for everybody you know it helps some people and some people just don't have great experiences with it and that's perfectly fine cope how you need to cope but make sure you take care of those demons in your head before they get bigger and get worse because the last thing you want to do is let untreated trauma build up and get worse. Um, You know, then there's the EMDR. We've spoken about that. Um, That's the eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. Basically, it's kind of like exposure therapy, but instead, um, you know, they try to get your, your mind to react uh, to something completely different. You know, uh, if you want to go back to that podcast about the different kinds of therapy, you know, we talked about a lot of that uh, a little more in depth, Um, very good podcast, uh, a lot of good reactions on there. Um, And then you can also talk about a reality check with your thoughts. Um, If you are triggered by something, you know you fact check yourself and you know apply cognitive distortions identify faulty and inaccurate thoughts you know basically if you think something's going to trigger you it's like okay does this person know what i went through because maybe they won't bring it up you know if they know that i went through abuse they know i went through loss they're not going to bring it up uh again and that goes back to communication um Reform and retrain your brain to positive thoughts. Um, I wrote this down because I knew it would frustrate me the way I read it. It's so much easier to say, think positive and be positive than it is to actually be positive. So take this one with a grain of salt. If you can change whatever negative thoughts you have in your head and turn them positive, like, you know, I'm having a really shitty day or... I don't want to talk to this person or I don't want to deal with this person because of X, Y, Z. Try to flip that into a positive. Like, hey, I'm only here for 30 minutes so I don't have to deal with them long. Keep it a short and sweet conversation. I always tell people who come to me for advice. If they're dealing with a difficult parent, they're dealing with a difficult family member and they don't know how to deal with them, keep people at an arm's length or even further than that. Tell them the very bare minimum. Tell them, you know hey how are you my day is going good you don't have to tell them anything you know keep everything very short and sweet and you can save yourself you can keep that inner peace within yourself look for trigger warnings now this is something i wanted to bring up um because It's something that we've seen our entire lives. Uh, Trigger warnings weren't always called trigger warnings. They were just, you know, warning this movie uh, contains, uh, you know, stuff that can cause people to have epilepsy. Or uh, this movie contains uh, some some things for mature audiences and, uh, you know, parental discretion advised and all that stuff. It's never always been called trigger warnings. Trigger warnings have, you know, it's, ever since social media, uh, was a thing. Um, I wrote down a quote that my friend Caleb who has been on this podcast before many of you may, may know him. And, uh, it's a quote that I felt very strong about when he posted it before. And now that, uh, I've been in therapy for two years and I can read this, it makes a lot more sense and I can put logic behind it. Your triggers are your responsibility. Uh, it isn't the world's obligation to tiptoe around you. Now, when he first posted this, and this was, uh, I, I believe it was last year he posted it, I was a little taken back by it. I'm like, listen, like, people's triggers, sometimes they can't control. You know, if uh, if somebody says something ignorant and you get triggered or you get upset because of what that person said, uh, you know, that person should apologize and try to rephrase what they said or something along those lines. I'm not asking you to walk on eggshells around me, but I'm also not... I'm asking you not to talk about certain things around me, or not mention certain people around me because of that said trigger. Um, I think society has become a lot softer, and you know that's not a bad thing. Um, Society has come become a little bit softer since the '90s. You know, of course, the '90s were a different animal, so were the early 2000s. Um, And we put a trigger warning behind everything now. And while I think it's great that we have a self-aware Uh, world around us, I feel some of the things that have trigger warnings I had to go through without a trigger warning. It doesn't hurt to help people learn life lessons without warning. If you give a warning for somebody, oh, don't walk on that sidewalk, you could trip. And how many people would be walking on the street, you know, almost getting hit by cars? You know what I mean? Like little things like that. And I I know that example was kind of silly, but I'm just saying like putting trigger warnings behind everything isn't hundred percent necessary. I feel to go through certain lessons in your life, to go through a breakup loss, whatever it is, you don't need a trigger warning for uh, somebody else talking about something or, uh, you know, a preacher talking about certain something, you know, whatever. I know I'm rambling on that last part. I apologize. Um, but you don't need a trigger warning behind everything. You know some life lessons you need to learn on your own without a warning. Uh, I feel for the future of of our kids and their kids, if we can allow them to experience life, not everything, of course, uh, a lot of the life lessons that we had to learn on our own, without warning, I think we would be in a better place mentally uh, than we are now. because if you notice, the, the suicide rate is extremely high and mental illness is extremely high. And of course, I'm not saying that the mental illness wasn't there when we were kids. Obviously, we couldn't identify that stuff in the 90s and early 2000s. But if you put a trigger warning behind every single thing in the world, like, oh, yeah, don't drink this water because it could trigger you. You know what I mean? Like some people just need to either form their own opinions, uh, go through their own, you um, go through their own struggles and learn from those struggles. You know, I'm not going to tell you, don't date this person because they have a shady past because people can change. I'm not going to give that person a trigger warning. I'm just going to say, you know, watch out because that person's shady. I think trigger warnings should be used according to the appropriate subjects. If there's suicide mentioned in a movie or a song, I think there there should be some sort of mention in there, and there is you know there's the explicit warning on on people's albums of of that content being on there. That's their way of saying trigger warning. They don't say trigger warning before every single song. they don't you know uh, Chester Bennington didn't put a trigger warning b- behind any of his songs talking about sexual abuse or suicide or any of that stuff. again, it it needs to be on subjects that that could lead to harm people don't ban books because of this you know if you can't form your own opinion or you can't determine what's right and wrong has nothing to do with a trigger warning that's a that's a character problem you know and i'm very passionate about putting trigger warnings on things mentioning of suicide because you know i don't think suicide should be glorified and i definitely don't think that suicide should just be casually talked about like nothing happened um before every end of podcast of course i like to read um quotes um for everybody to relate to hopefully in some way or another and i found a perfect quote that i posted in 2020 in our mental health group and it reads do you notice that when things are going well you're suddenly hit with an old trigger this is because your subconscious has been waiting for you to be ready to address them, this memory emotion or belief so you can heal this is a sign that you're getting stronger not falling behind that last part. and Let me read it one more time. This is a sign that you are getting stronger, not falling behind. And I want, I want that to echo in the back of your minds when you hear this podcast, that just because you're dealing with whatever struggle you're dealing with, you have a mental disorder, or whatever, you are not behind. You are exactly where you need to be in your life right now. You're learning whatever life lessons you need to learn, uh, you might be grieving and you might be, you know, dealing with depression, whatever it is. You are not behind in any way. And I, and I want to stress that any chance that I get. Before I close this out, again, I want to give a shout out to everybody who has listened to these podcasts consistently since we started. And we have officially hit 500 plays. And I am super excited to announce that to everybody because I couldn't have done it without any of you um again I want to give a shout out to Project Valhalla um for the the wear that I'm wearing now and the bracelet for the veteran suicide awareness and of course stay guys because tomorrow needs you is a message I want to constantly preach any chance that I get and as always I want everybody to be well and please please Be gentle with yourselves. Take care, guys. Until next time.